There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. To the Ryan Kelly Morning After on KPNT HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. Well, they'll be playing this tomorrow in Oxford, Mississippi when the Tigers take the floor. Are the Tigers in the NCAA tournament yet? No. Are they going to be a tournament team? Will they? Yes. Bracketology has them in. Uh, athletic has them in. As of now, I mean. Joe Lenardi Joe has them playing. Seth Davis. Indiana. And he has them playing Houston if they were to get past Indiana. Now, this bracketology will most likely change because Houston lost at home to Temple. And, of course, Missouri lost at home to Alabama. Mm-hmm. But they lost at home without Kobe Brown, and I don't think many people around the country were expecting Missouri to beat Alabama. you got to be tired moving your hands like that. Yes, <laughs> well, they're so light because I have little pincers. Yeah, you know. And it's tournament. T-Rex time. arms. But Dick Vitale's T-Rex arms, they don't have to move very far. What, 40 years he's been moving like that? <laughs> but he also is like bouncing up and down in the chair like he's yeah. running. Yeah. Greatest Twitter follow of all time. Dick Vitale? Oh, man. Because it's clearly him doing the Twitter. It's not like a, someone <laughs> doing it for him. What's he say? Just grammatical errors left and right. He'll like go on a rant, but then like have to throw a sponsored tweet in the middle of the rant. <laughs> it's great. He's like mad at like an airline, and then he's like, Progressive insurance. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> Does he still do any games? Uh, yeah, big games. He'll still do a couple, a handful of big games. Yeah. But he had a health scare last year. So. Oh, yeah. He was in the hospital with cancer. Yeah. He's got to be 80 ish by now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's a Tampa guy. He's always at those Rays games. Yeah, he lives uh, in Sarasota. He's kind of the John Madden of college basketball, I would say. I think uh, Gabe Yarman's the John Madden of the University of Missouri. Oh. And Doug, it's our uh, pleasure to welcome, brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. The Colonel, Gabriel P. DeArmond. And mm. Gabe said he wanted to open up today's segment by apologizing to the guy on Twitter who was angry at Gabe for tweeting about Nick Bolton's fumble recovery in the middle of the Missouri-Alabama game. And Gabe said he wanted five minutes to issue a statement of apology. <laughs> Gabe, the floor is yours. All right. Yeah, my mistake. Uh, a terrible terrible move on my part i don't know what i was thinking uh i would also like it on the record the greatest twitter follow is actually oj simpson the yes. second greatest twitter follow <laughs> is the comments anytime OJ simpson yeah he was out yesterday wearing his old bills jersey getting everybody ready uh, was he really yeah. tough, tough, at the stadium i don't believe he was on on the scene uh, in that instance, uh, Colonel, uh, uh, Saturday's game disappointing, but once you found out Kobe Brown wasn't playing, rather predictable. Yeah, I kind of uh, scratched Missouri's chances when that tweet came out about 15 minutes before tip. I mean, I, I don't know that they could beat Alabama on most days with him uh, and and playing well, but you take him away, then add in they shot three for 28 from three point range, which. Seems actually more difficult than shooting like 23 for 28. And then they were 7 of 16 on layups and uh, all added up to a not particularly competitive game for about the last, I, I don't know, about the last 12 minutes. I mean, they, they they got, Alabama had a little run right before halftime to stretch it to 10. And then they stretched it out after half. Missouri 
got it back to 12 or 13 a couple times, but it, it just never really felt like they had that, that big run in them because they couldn't make any shots. Yeah. Even if they don't get a huge win like that this year, at least basketball's back in Columbia. Don't you, you get that sense? The building's full and it's a it's a thing again, which is great. Yeah, people care. There should be a tournament team. And, and look, they, they beat Illinois. They beat uh, Kentucky. I mean, no, that's not a top five win, but those are those are good wins. Um, Arkansas still a good win. Uh, you know, Iowa State actually is tenth in the net. Now, beating Iowa State won't won't resonate like uh, beating Alabama or beating Kansas would have, but but that would be you know a, a really good win. So um, yeah, the, the the program is, in my opinion, certainly at least a year ahead of what was a reasonable schedule coming in. Dave DeArmond brought to you by James Carlton, our guest here on the Ryan Kelly Morning After. He's with us on the Steve schmidt of North County phone lines. Your questions for the Colonel are welcome. 314-881-TMA5. Gabe with us every Monday brought to you by James Carlton here on the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Uh, Doug, I have a two-part question, but this is from myself. Okay. Uh, and it regards uh, Isaiah Mosley. We got to see him on Saturday and while he struggled shooting, uh, since he hadn't been out there, not necessarily surprising, but he clearly flashed. And I was reading your column on the game, Gabe, and you thought that initially Missouri wouldn't necessarily, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you didn't necessarily think he was necessary, I think, for Missouri to have a good year. But now with seeing the way he performed, uh, you think that he could be a real boost to this team. Is that a correct way to portray your opinion in your column, sir? Yeah, I mean, he scored 19. He brought the ball up the floor a lot, had four rebounds. Um, you know, he's, I think he's, if not the best passer on this team, one of the best passers. Uh, you know, he, he can definitely add something. And a lot of people want to start him. I, I actually really like the idea of, hey, he's, he's that instant offense off the bench, you know, because you don't just take your five best scores and start them. I, I mean, it's about finding a lineup that, that works together. And uh, Missouri's gotten off to some pretty good starts, starting the five they have. and then, But what they haven't had is, you know, at that under-12 timeout, the guy to bring off the bench that, that can go get you a bucket. And uh, if you remember uh, Frank Hayes' first team that was, was really good, Mike Dixon was the sixth man. I mean, he was clearly one of the five best players. He was probably one of the three best players. But he came off the bench because Frank Hayes had a, a very specific role for him. And Mike was always on the floor at the end of games. And I think that's what Isaiah will evolve into. I don't care if he ever starts a game, but I think he's that guy that, that you can see how the game's going, bring him in. He can get you a bucket when you need it. And then I think by the SEC tournament, he's one of the five guys that's going to be on the floor at the end of games. And my, my second question on Mosley uh, is what Dennis Gates said on Friday, because we would get a lot of texts. I can't imagine the number of texts, emails, posts yeah. on Power Missouri you would get regarding Mosley and why he wasn't playing. And then Dennis Gates, um, I became an even bigger fan, I'm already a big fan, uh, with what he said to you guys. And then I saw your post on uh, the Tiger's Lair on PowerMizzou.com. Uh, expounding on the reasoning behind it and why you guys in, in the Columbia media handle it the way you did. So uh, give some background, because I'm sure many of our listeners aren't familiar with the situation. Many of our listeners might not even know who he is, although if you watch Missouri play this year, uh, you're going to see him because I think he, as you were saying, Gabe, is going to be a factor. Yeah, I mean, all, we, all Gates has ever said is it's a personal issue, and I'm not going to go further than that. And... Um, you know, everybody wanted to know what that meant. All I know that that happened is that whatever was going on ca caused Isaiah to miss some practice time. And if you miss practices, you're you're not going to play. And I, I thought it was pretty interesting in his answer on Friday that Gates said we were we were just waiting for Isaiah to come and say he's ready. And then he said he's ready. So that indicates to me, look wasn't a suspension. This wasn't Dennis Gates, you know, just saying, hey, you can't play. I mean, I, I think that both sides kind of understood whatever he was dealing with, and I, I don't have a clue what it is, honestly. I mean, I've heard a, a million rumors, but who knows which one of, ones of them are true. But whatever it was, I, I think both sides kind of realized, hey, there's there's some stuff that is, is more important than basketball and needs to be taken care of before the basketball even matters. And a lot of coaches say that 
but Dennis has backed it up with the way he's handled this. Uh, yeah, like it, don't like it, whatever. That's that's up to every person to decide. But um, he clearly went out of his way to protect his guy over the last couple months. And that's something that, that I think kids appreciate, parents would appreciate, whether fans appreciate it or not, again, is, is up to them. Uh, some do. Some, I think, say, no, we deserve to know, especially because this kid's getting money whatever, but uh, he handled it the way he chose to handle it and, uh, you know, I think gave a pretty good reason on Friday. Must have been something pretty serious if it took him 16 or 17 games before he was ready to play. Well, I, I mean, I who knows? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, you would think so. And, and again, it could be, who knows? It, it, it could be anything. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to speculate on it, but um, it appears now he is Fully back with the team, fully in the rotation. This doesn't seem to me like this is going to be now a every game we show up and just wonder if he's going to play. It, it seems to me now, it, here you go, there, this is your roster. Gabe DeArmond with us, brought to you by James Carlton. Big news for the football program as former Miami quarterback Jake Garcia transfers from Miami to Columbia this morning. In your uh, 10 thoughts for Monday morning, you break down the quarterback situation in Columbia as of this moment. Your analysis of Garcia announcing that he is entering the portal to come to Missouri. Yeah, I mean, Garcia and Sam Horn are going to have spring football to themselves. At some point, Brady Cook will come back. I would imagine this is a three-way race in August, assuming all three are still on the roster, which, which I anticipate they will be, but you never know. Uh, but a year from now, I would assume at least one of them will not be. I mean, you know, if Brady Cook doesn't win the job, uh, he's a grad transfer. He can transfer at any time. Most guys who have started don't want to not start down the road. If Garcia wins the job, I mean, Sam Horn's looking at three or four years on campus before it's his job, and I don't know if that's something he wants. And if Horn wins the job, you know, I mean, Garcia would have to get a waiver and stuff, but at that point he's been beaten out by a guy that's younger than him. So, uh, you know, could he look at, and maybe making another move. Uh, that's the way quarterback goes. It's not pushing any of these kids out. It's just the fact of the matter. I think at least one of them will be gone in a year. And, and like I said over and over, I, I people develop these personal preferences. I want Sam Horn to start. I want this guy. I, it, it really doesn't matter. Eli just has to start the best one, and he has to be right. You know, he has to start the guy that can win him at least seven football games this year. Or I think we're having a significantly – Bigger conversation next year. Uh, Colonel, a final question. Uh, and again, it was nice of you to, uh, to apologize for tweeting about Nick Bolton's <laughs> mm-hmm. I uh, thought he should have been canceled. Yeah, I was, I was hoping he would, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that apology will work wonders. Uh, I'm, your Chiefs have a Patrick Mahomes situation this coming yep. Sunday. Are you concerned? Uh, certainly. Um, he... Uh, there was there was actually a brief moment in time where I thought maybe he should sit and Chad Henney should play, which was a little bit um, ninety eight yard touchdown drive. Doug. Yeah, he looked good, yeah, but he got in there. I mean, Chad Henney, low key MVP, right? They can't beat the Bengals with Chad Henney. Um, I don't know if they can beat the Bengals with with Mahomes, but uh, hey, it'll be a fun game. Um, you know, I, I'm a little surprised Kansas City's favored, um, but we'll see how it goes. What is the number? Uh, I think it's one and a half, one, right? somewhere around there right now. It came out, supposedly it opened at three and like immediately went to, to one or one and a half, uh, you yep, know, because what I'm nobody's sure with Mahomes and, and Cincinnati looked really good yesterday and Cincinnati is, is beating them three times in a row. So uh, I kind of I kind of hope it ends up that uh, that Cincinnati is favored and then, you know, Mahomes can pull the, the Michael Jordan. I, I took that personally thing and uh, and see what happens. They're calling it a high ankle sprain, but it, geez, when it happened on the replay, it looked like he broke his leg. Oh, and to, to think that he was still out there, those guys are unbelievably physically tough to to keep coming out for that kind of thing. I, yeah, I mean, it was pretty impressive uh, to I mean, let a let a huge touchdown drive with the. I mean, dude, if I sprain my ankle, I'm in bed for like a week. Oh, you're crying <laughs> and tears. You want your mom to take a look awful. at it? Awful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can read more from the Colonel throughout the week, powermazoo.com, and, of course, on the Twitter tweets where he argues with fans who tell him he should not tweet about uh, the Chiefs. 
during a Missouri-Alabama game. Yeah. And I guess I'll reveal I was the guy using one of my 30 burner accounts. Oh, were you? Gabe, yeah. Well, Gabe had uh, that, that was not you because that guy claimed to be at the game. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. You always know where I am, hmm. my basement. That's where I always am. <laughs> I, I don't know where you are. I just know where you are not. <laughs> uh, the Colonel brought to you by James Carlton, 314-961-4800. Go online at Carlton Insurance. Dot net. Thank you, Colonel. All right, guys. Have a good one. There All he right, is. That's Gabe, Gabe DeArmond with us here on the Ryan Kelly morning after. Uh, Just, can you interview. can you imagine the abuse that you take as an NFL quarterback to begin with when you have when you're 100 percent healthy and you have the ability to run away or avoid a big hit and now you're out there on one leg trying to do I it am. and still competing but at that, a high level? It's just incredible. That was something else. Um, yeah, that, that, I guess that's right. That's the that was the best game of the weekend, right? I mean, the Giants Eagles game, garbage. Niners and Cowboys was close at least. Yeah, I guess I didn't get a chance to see it. Wasn't yeah. a great game though, by the way. It was just no. poorly executed left and right. Once Pollard was hurt, I saw the parts most of the first half. Once Pollard was hurt, that's that's their explosive playmaker. They have two explosive playmakers offensively, and once he was hurt, it's one Lamb and him. And to me, the Eagles look like the best team out there. I thought that. What for a the while. Bengals did. At Buffalo, with a patchwork offensive line, that's why I was high on Buffalo. Yeah, you know, which you can't you can't just take one factor. It was a mistake. Took one factor. Well, what I do is I go wherever the opposite of the betters are. That's my formula. Uh, and I'm one and two this week on pick six, Jackson. Yeah, because you got you had the Jags, but then you also had Bills and Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, so one and two. What'd you do? Jackson uh, might take this money from me, Doug. I went over. Oh no! Pistons, Pistons didn't win. I'll keep that on the Pistons. Did you watch the Pistons? No, I don't watch Saquon, the Pistons. Saquon didn't score the first touchdown, and the Bills didn't cover. So what about G Unit? He could be a thorn in my side. Uh, he had all those successful two point conversions. I don't know if there was a successful. I don't know if there two- was a two point conversion this weekend. Right. So I think he also went zero and three. I'm scrolling. He went zero and three. Yeah. The Bills were my pick to win the Super Bowl. So, I'm out. You know what I was worried about? Bills and 49ers is what I was expecting. I shouldn't say worried about. Focused on during the, the Bills-Cincinnati game. It's snowing. It snowed the whole time. And the yard lines were always clear. And I thought, they must have heaters under the under the field. Oh. So, I went and checked it out on Google and said, no, Buffalo does not have heaters under the field. Said, Come on, they got to. They've got guys it's, with it's shovels. they got guys with shovels they in didn't. every line. And as soon as there's a break in the action, they go no, across No, but yes. that was our argument there. There was no guy. They never sh- one time showed a guy with a shovel. They showed wide shots during timeouts, nobody shoveling. Well, they don't shovel. They don't show it to you when they go to a break. When it's a commercial break, they go to a commercial. And, and that's when the guys come out with the shovels. But they but they didn't. It was too perfect. And then I saw, at, at some point, you could almost see where the coils were underneath. So I'm, I'm sure it's heated. It had to be heated. The field was in too good a shape, and not one time did I see a guy with a shovel doing anything on the field. Well, it's because they were at commercial breaks. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it, it wasn't. Because it was uniform, too. It was all. It always looked exactly the same. No matter how much it snowed, everything looked exactly the same. DraftKings Cal wants to talk about it on the oh, Steve God. Schmidt key. <laughs> well, hello, like Cal. DraftKings Cal. 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 Is, uh, is Mr. Stroh present? Yes, he is. Yeah, go ahead and tell us about your golf in Austin. <clears throat> Good morning, Iggy. Morning, buddy. How are you this morning? Groovy. Pick up the energy, Cal. <laughs> hey, um, I've got a couple buddies that own production companies if you need help editing that golf video. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, play the hits. Well, we may. We may. If you need some backup, uh, they'd probably do a pro bono. Um, I? At this point, okay. Yeah, um, are you still editing that? <laughs> I was never editing it. I thought you were making production decisions. <laughs> well, if you want to consider, yeah, this is a, a birdie. He's putting for birdie, and he missed. Now you can type in uh, Tim putting for birdie in the wind. Just to do that, I was doing that for him, but I wasn't editing anything. So why did we choose somebody to edit the video that doesn't know anything about golf? Well, who's we? <laughs> First of all, it just seems like an odd, odd decision. Again, who's we? Well, the guy who's in charge of video for all the stations here at Hubbard, he's not necessarily an expert on every subject. He just is an expert on shooting video and editing video. Well, I'm sure it'll be great. 2025. Well, <laughs> yeah, you don't understand. There's six radio Doug, stations. I mean, we go to these phone lines and they, they just, just really hate us. <laughs> just rip us a new one. Um, 
Have you, Tim, have you ever played at TPC San Antonio? Here, I have not. Let's go ahead and talk about all the courses he's played. <laughs> oh, why don't you tell Iggy? Apparently you already know all about it. I've never played TPC San Antonio, so go ahead and tell about the course you played. Talk about what you shot and how good of a course it is. Uh, well, the score is not why I'm calling because the score was nothing to uh, write home about. But we played at TPC San Antonio where they played the Valero last weekend. And good Lord, that place was perfect. Uh, the Oaks course. Iggy is applauding. Really, uh, applauding this is a humble brag, isn't is it? Is that what this is? Yeah. Of course it is. It, no, it's not a humble brag. I didn't I didn't spend any money on it. It'd be a humble brag if I, like, you know, went to the resort and stayed there and did the whole deal for even, two grand or whatever. Bigger, humble, <laughs> bigger even humble brag. Uh, bigger humble brag when you say you got on for free. Nice. Isn't that all you do, though? Is, like, brag about getting free stuff? <laughs> That's well, not bragging. <laughs> like, out of anybody on this call or on the dais right now, you brag more about getting free stuff than anyone. Well, give me an example. Well, it was just concert tickets, and I, I got these two shows. They were really great. And then you took a picture of your reserve seating that said Strode on it. I, I believe did that. It was at the past. And if you noticed who I tagged in that, too, that's the person that got it for me. It was me thanking that person. So, God forbid I'm being a nice guy. All right, well, I'm going to give a shout-out to my buddy, Caleb, who uh, had me out to TPC San Antonio. So there you go. We don't care about Caleb. <laughs> we don't care. Put him down. Put him down. Jesus. How did Caleb get his name mentioned on this show? <laughs> uh, Caleb can go to work. And, hey, did you hear him talk about me? <laughs> Doug, what you can do is go to Andrea's with Caleb if you would like. Well, uh, I don't know Caleb. They're currently running a Braze Short Rib Ragu special. For the month of January, this feature uh, came from their father-son event in November and was chosen by the participants. Andrea's Barbecue Sauce is oh. releasing to Schnooks and Deerbergs in the month of February. Uh, their first new product in 40 years. It's an affordable wine list with a variety of options, live music in the bar on Friday and Saturday evenings. Uh, it's located within three miles of Far Oaks and Stone Wolf on the ill side. And Max is a loyal listener of the program. Mm-hmm. And he says uh, is making his wife pay for the advertising co- co- costs. And it is being described as a financial cuck. You can check it out at andreas.com slash menu to check out what they have to offer at Andrea's. I can't wait to get over there. We've got the trip to Jamaica. And then maybe in the month of February I'll get over there. Maybe, yeah. we, uh, maybe we get off the show Friday. You go do your balloon party thing. Uh, go home, pack, okay. take a nap, mm-hmm. go have dinner at Andrea's and go straight to the airport. It's my son's first birthday on Friday. Mm. Okay. So I'll be out. But Doug can go. Well. Want to go, Doug? What time are we going to have to wake up on Saturday morning? I would say Two? the 3 Midnight. to 3.30 range. Midnight? We're supposed to be there at that time, I think. Yeah, I mean, the flight's 5.15. I don't know. So you got to be there by Who are you, four. Dave Chappelle? <laughs> so you have to get a be there by at least four so anybody want to give me and madison ride to the airport let us know (laughs) (laughs) i know that's a big deal for people i might be able to do that plowsy look at doug god i love that i loved our first video of our um uh little adventure to jamaica is i live like 10 minutes from there why don't everybody just meet at my house and we can take one car didn't you talk about several shootouts and break-ins in yeah. the complex? Know, I, that was a while ago. Well, why don't you go park your car at the armory? It's a lot of bodies to be in one car. Mm, you see, the, the police were checking out the break-ins at the, uh, not the army, across 40, what's that area called? The, uh, the foundry? foundry? The foundry. foundry they were yeah. checking a, a call for cars busted into it, and people started shooting at the police. I meant the foundry. I don't know why I said the armory. Yeah. They shot at the police, and then were promptly let go, the people they, they caught, because they were 15 years old. All right, go home now. Can you believe that? No, I don't really, but I guess that's a law. That's, that's attempted murder, isn't it? I guess it's a law. You can't hold a 15-year-old for more than a certain period of time. Well, they need to change the law. It's attempted murder. I did uh, read that. I like to watch the early morning news, and, God, I would hate to do, uh, like, the 4 a.m. newscast. <laughs> that sounds... Miserable or yeah. four thirty, I forgot which one it was. Yeah, waking up at two in the morning to get there. You know. Well. So the the flight leaves at five thirty ish? Five fifteen. Five fifteen. Fly to Miami. Hang out with SGO yeah. Kai, right? 
He's going to be there. How long is that then, layover? Do you know? Uh, Doug, I didn't really check the flight. I, I don't so know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't check the departure from Miami, so I don't know how long. But I don't drop any f bombs. We do not have uh, the Plowhawks net right now. Um, so I reached out to Kai. I said, you know, if I got a little layover there, you know, meet me for a cup of coffee or something. You didn't. I did. He's going to go through security at the Miami International Airport. Have to park go through his security. Car. I can go outside and meet him, have a cup of coffee. I mean, Miami is a great airport to like sit on the stoop. A stoop. I did that one time. I had a three-hour layover from uh, Jamaica to Miami to St. Louis. And I just got a Cuban coffee, and I just sat out on the stoop and just people watched for What's like two stoop? and a half hours. Like a little stump, you know, a solid, you know, concrete wall. Nice. I just sat up there and just watched people and had a Cuban coffee. Huh. And you'd like Kai to come and visit you there. His response was, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, why would he do that? Ha, 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 You've never ha, even ha. met him, have you? Ha, ha, No, I haven't. Ha, ha. That's why I said you want to hang ha. out. I did talk to him this weekend, but this is a guy you're 40 years older than him. Oh, <laughs> Never met, and you think there might be a chance he'd oh, come cares? to the airport to talk to you while you sat on a stoop. I'm young at heart. <laughs> uh, I want to play the uh, Joey Zanaboni call, but the plow had to bolt. Uh, is everything oh. all right, Jackson? As far as I'm concerned, here here he comes. Here comes okay. the plow. I don't know what the deal was. Maybe to drop ass. I don't know. It was a quick ass drop. Do you have a Dutch oven situation? No, the sound story guest is here an hour before, so I wanted to make sure that she knew that she could wait in the waiting area. She's got a sound story, Riz. Riz. Yeah, at 1030, and it's one of those, I didn't want to just have her wait. You know, I just want to make sure I called her. Well, that was a gentlemanly gesture, sir. It certainly was. Uh, Do you have the uh, Joey Zanaboni call? Oh, 100%. This will lead me into the Cardinal Broadcaster. Absolutely. Okay. Guernsey doing his job here against Tetsane. Had to get creative. Merman won't let it out of school. Tetsane trying to spin. Christo looking good here. Robbie just bowling. Andras keeps his feet. Christo peeling it back. Robbie! Oh! Smoother than an artificial Christmas tree decorated with miniature Lubriner bottles. Robbie Christo! And be the worst of all time. Was that the ambush? Is he doing the yeah. ambush games? Yeah, with Rock. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. The tuba player. <laughs> Rock couldn't even get a word in edgewise. Well, I like the call. I like you enthusiasm. You like that one? That's fine, what sure. It? It's, it's a Kangle Pectake bottle on a Christmas tree. I don't know, but it's it's interesting. It's fun. It's different. And then the, the end. Can you hear the ending plaza after he says that Christmas tree thing? What was the... Just screaming. Yeah. What was I mean, Christo! <laughs> yeah. Now, personally, more for the entertainment of what would happen if Joey were to get the Cardinal game. And I mean by that, oh the sound God. off letters. Mm-hmm. That the Cardinal guy. broadcast. That poor guy. Now, for <laughs> me as a South City guy, St. Gabriel's guy, St. Louis High guy, I, I would ever hate to see one of us, Doug, sacrificed... To the gods of the olds, um, who would just fee- whoever gets that job is going to be it's going to be brutal for them at least at the very beginning because St. Louis is usually uh, open to change. Oh yeah, but in this mm-hmm. case, uh, it doesn't look like he is going to get the job. Jeff Jones, uh, he's who- getting it. No, <laughs> yeah, in a surprise move. Yeah. Yeah, the sports writer from the Belleville News. He'd Democrat. really get trash. There'd be a lot of. <laughs> Articles posted. Uh, Jeff Jones, who had a program leading into us when we were on 590 for a period of time. Uh, and now, as Doug just referenced, writes for the Belleville News Democrat. Uh, he is the one to break the story. Since publication of his story on Saturday, uh, in which he said Aaron Goldsmith was one of the two finalists... For the job, Aaron Goldsmith, who has uh, St. Louis ties, but is currently the voice of the Mariners, and he's been, as far as I know, the number two broadcast team for Fox, um, along with one other candidate. But Jeff did not have the information on who the other candidate was. And then he tweeted, yesterday, since publication of this story, sources have described Aaron Goldsmith as more of a strong frontrunner than mere finalist. Contractual and scheduling hurdles to clear. Cardinals are hoping hoping for an announcement by the end of the month, perhaps this week. Aaron Goldsmith, the Mariners broadcaster, who interned at uh, KFNS, and as uh, the Sea Monster said, 
He was the one who was running the board at 101 ESPN when the station started. I didn't know oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Good for him. It's a great story. He started, I think, doing Grizzly games. Yeah. Yeah, it gives everybody hope who's toiling away at the low minor league somewhere that you can make it. You can do it if you're good enough. Memphis Grizzlies? The Gateway Grizzlies. <laughs> what is that? It's a minor league baseball oh team God. in Collinsville. Are you kidding me? I ran the board for the Grizzlies. And we carried it? You never heard of the Gateway Grizzly? 590 I did. think I have now that you mention it. Okay. Yeah. Independent league, well, class in, A baseball. This is as low as it gets in the minor leagues. Over in Sarge? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. I think it's actually what is the salaries? Are they even salaried, or they get paid fifty bucks a game? I don't know, but that's that's a beginner job for some play-by-play guy. And to think that he's risen this far, if if he goes nowhere other than where he is, he's already made it in a big way. If he's the number two guy at Fox, well, the Mariners guy. He's been the Mariners guy for close to to a decade. That's a bigger market than St. Louis. It's not a bigger baseball city, but, but this is one of the premier local jobs in the country. The Cardinals. So Jeff Jones. Uh, with that story. So I want to make sure I properly attribute Jeff's legwork mm. to uh, get that story. How about that? Now, it doesn't mean it's done, but he says he is a strong frontrunner to get the job. He did. Aaron Goldsmith is his I, name. I believe he quoted Bill DeWitt Sr. for that story, or maybe it was Junior. Maybe it was the third. Junior, I forget which Bill DeWitt, who said that it was a, a nice factor to have somebody with from St. Louis to have that kind of background. So that type of hire eliminates the Danny Mack coming back in a couple years stories as well. I would that. I would agree with that. That's a good yeah. observation, I mean, Plowhawk. Tying think- it in, I still don't really know what the, the story was on Friday in the Post-Dispatch. I suppose it could just have been an opinion piece, which Dan Caesar is certainly welcome to write. Um, my theory on that, just 100% theory, just like Aaron Goldsmith was 100% guess, this is 100% theory also, is Dan thought he was going to have the news and then didn't get it and then still had a column to write and then just kind of wrote, you know, kind of thoughts. Um, that's what I thought, because otherwise I don't really know what that was about. But I, but bringing up what you were talking about, Plowhawk, Aaron Goldsmith, who is either 39, 38, 39, 40, something like that. He's good. And has a job with a major league organization and is living in an incredible city, too. You know, there aren't a lot of bad cities that have major league teams. Uh, but he's living in a great city, a city that's surging. And my understanding is he's very popular with Mariners fans as well. Isn't going to leave that if he thinks, and more importantly, if the language in his contract does not reflect that he has that job for a number of years. Yeah. Uh, so bringing up what you just said, Plowhawk, I agree with you. And that that was my first thought when I saw that. Because if you would have seen somebody who is on the older side of it getting that job, then you could have gone, oh, this might be a placeholder, and then they may bring Dan back. But you hire Aaron Goldsmith. The cardinal mindset at that point is Aaron Goldsmith is the the voice of the television broadcast for the near and long-term future. And it's a... Do you guys agree with that? Do you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, and as it should. I mean, he... I listened to his 2022 preview. You know, it's on YouTube on Best Calls. I mean, they're a little... Some are a little dramatic, but he's really good. I mean, he is really, really good. He would be a great addition. Well, it's a huge hire for the Cardinals because the TV guy now is kind of the the voice of the team where once it felt like the radio guy was the voice of the team. Now it feels like the TV guy is. Yeah, I'd only be a little leery because of the the Bailey situation and Sinclair situation. That if you leave a place, you're established, you're liked, you're well known, you've been there for I don't know what nine, ten years, and I'm coming here. And what if I'm here for two years? Another company takes over, they bring in their own people, and I'm out of a job. Uh, that would be in the back of my mind. Yeah. And he doesn't need to leave Seattle. So if I'm him, I'm putting all of this verbiage in my contract. You know, guarantee whatever the, you you can do in terms of a TV broadcaster, I don't know how much leverage they have, but yeah, I'm not leaving Seattle for a year and a half or two years in St. Louis and then have another company fire me. Stepdad Gary writes, maybe Danny Mac takes over the radio after the dust settles and Rooney retires. I would agree with that theory. Yeah, that could be. I would agree with that theory. I would parlay that stepdad Gary. 67 or 8, I think. But a lot of those radio guys don't retire until they drop dead. Why would you? I mean, if you love the game of baseball, why would you leave it? But it's it's a full day, a lot of travel. Yeah, and they make enough money that they can yeah, retire it's, it's, it's if they want a, to. It, it's not a job for somebody. I mean, it depends on what your situation is, I suppose. But it's not a job for somebody with a young family. 
you know, starting out. That's no. what I'm saying. Um, you're welcome to give your thoughts. 314-881-TMA5 or to call into the Steve Schmidt Kia North County phone lines. And we have the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day coming up. Uh, Jackson and I will head down the hallway. We're going to be blamed for a wide variety of topics. You should be. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford is going to join us coming up uh, at what time? 10.15, 10.30, 10.45. Go. 10.45. 10.45, JR. And we have the Little Pittles Wednesday weekend weekend wrap-up weekend. We this week, the... We, weekend wheelbarrow of questions. Ooh, oh, <laughs> this guy's an alliteration That's something guy. something new? Looks like the phone lines are active. What do we got going on? Mr. Lix. Oh, oh, no. no, we're not. We're too wow. close to email. Well, the response. Oh. Uh, Jesse Kowski just said 55-minute layover, Iggy. She That's perfect. I'm sorry, Kai. So you won't be able to hang out with SGO, Kai? No, we got time to get our... Get off the plane and that'll be great. Then we'll be in Jamaica. Like, what do you think? That's like a ninety-minute flight, maybe from Miami to Jamaica. Yeah, it's like seventy-five minutes. There you Dude, go. Dude, Annie Ann's at Miami. That's a perfect amount of time too. Like, get out of your plane. I'm sure there's an Annie Ann's. Pick that up, Sky Pig it. Yeah, you don't got to worry about it. But I'll go find a place to smoke real quick. I think. Oh gosh. There you go. Uh, Mr. Licks is on the Steve Schmidt Kia North County phone lines. Good morning, Mr. Licks. <sighs> Yeah, take your time. Plows, he's got to hit the button. <laughs> Talk to Katie Kush over the weekend, too. All right. Hello, yeah, Lex. <laughs> Lex. I like her. I saw a couple videos. Lex. Lex. Uh, yes. Yeah. It, Tim, I could listen to you broadcast all day. Oh, God. <laughs> you actually can <laughs> because you? the show's on all day. That's correct. No, but, Doug, hear me out. If Tim got the, the play-by-play job, you could listen to Tim from 7 to 10. Then 10 to 11, mm. quick break for lunch. And then if there's a noon Cardinals game, it'd be noon to 3. Right. And then from 3 to the rest of the day, you just listen to best ofs all day. Doug, it could be all day I could be with you. <laughs> Gosh. Can you imagine the response of St. Louisans if I were to get the Cardinal play-by-play oh, play that job? porn guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Mr. Licks, what's going what's on? The, what's the Seattle guy's... Uh, Aaron Goldsmith. Again? Aaron Goldsmith. I bet the hang-up right now is that he'll take the job as long as he doesn't have to go to the winter warm-up events. <laughs> oh, oh, that would be my first writing in my contract. Oh, come on. How bad can I'm it not be? not going to go with a bunch of power Hoosiers ready to <clears throat> jockstrap and tell me about their glory days at Juco Baseball. In the <clears throat> oh, sounds miserable. the job probably pays half a milli a year, and then you're going to let the... I wouldn't. It ain't worth it. Okay. Speaking of power hoosiers though i i took a three hour long shower last night oh did you yeah have hot water through that whole thing <laughs> uh, yes did you yes you three a, hours okay a, is that a, the end of the story you have a bench in your shower um uh yeah i do actually um but i i had to because i i spent like two and a half hours surrounded by hoosiers from cottleville at the Edward Jones Dome. Oh, Cottonville's not that Hoosier, is it? Oh, did you go a to decent the, uh, place? truck rally? I went to Monster Jam. Oh, my gosh. That's kind of surprising, Mr. Licks. Uh, well, I've got a child that is obsessed, and so I'd do anything for him. So Look at this. Uh, Doug, he's a wonderful father. Yeah. yeah. Well, you wouldn't I, get out of I the shower never, in a timely fashion. Yeah, I'm never going to an event, though, again, where the majority of people are from St. Charles. Oh, how do you know they were? Or what did they do? Someone mean they to you? They didn't even know how to, like, we're trying to get into the event. They don't even know how to unlock their phones. They're fumbling around. Uh, some people printed out their tickets. Like, it was 20 years ago. Okay? I saw someone with a case of Mountain Dew. Oh. We're gonna, uh, do they allow you to take that in? They don't, do they? I, I don't know. I lost them in the crowd of fats. Oh. Mm. Um, okay. This is actually not a joke. The guy in front of me in line was wearing, uh, you know, which it's fine if you want to wear a Harley Davidson hoodie. There's a lot of those there. But he had a six-inch hunting knife on him. Oh. And he tried to act like it wasn't a big deal. Like, just let, just let me in. I, I, I won't take it out. Like, he didn't understand that you can't bring a knife. How'd that play with the security event. guy? Uh, well, it was a gal. Yeah. Um, she just, thankfully she was actually really big herself because yeah. he tried to squeeze by her and, uh, oh, really? she's kind of nudged to the side and he was visibly pissed off that he couldn't take his knife in with him. So she took so, the knife away from him? Well, she said he had to throw it away or he had to go back to his car. 
And he rolled his eyes and walked away. Went back to the car. Good story. Yeah. Okay. Biggie, uh, you did not care for the story. It's exciting. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> hey, Iggy, hey, my favorite thing on the fan page is if there's a post with like 50 comments, you know Iggy left a comment in there. And it, it's like a little treasure hunt. Like you go looking for the Iggy comment. Well, that's not true. It depends what the topic is. That's kind of true. No, it depends what the topic is. What, what post do you make sure to ignore? Well, you might be blocked by some of the... Or you block the people so you wouldn't see the post. Yeah, there was one uh, the other day that I did respond. Uh, something that uh, you have done that nobody else on this on this page has ever done, and I just responded with, there's too many to comment. How about that, Doug? Yeah. And then there was one person... Nice comment. Meta. There was one person I had blocked uh, that somebody sent me the screenshot, and she goes, I think you know mine. So that was... What? I make sure I like anything Iggy posts because if he doesn't get enough likes, he deletes it. <laughs> Is that true? No. You said, you, you said that. I didn't make that up. Well, on my own page. I don't care about the fan page. I put something on my page that, you know, just trying to, whatever I'm talking about. And if it doesn't get any likes, then I said, well, it's, why why clutter up my my. <laughs> My page, if nobody's gonna, if nobody likes it, or it's not, there's no interest in it. Up your own page with your own thoughts. So well, I mean, question. if it's something that nobody's interested in, then I'll get rid of it. Uh, Orson Woods Wacko has issued a statement while you're on the line here, Mr. Licks. Mr. Licks going to Monster Truck Jam is about as shocking a news story as the sun will rise in the morning. That's from the Orson Woods Wacko. I want to meet this guy. <laughs> I'll meet this guy at the front next Starbucks any day, any time. Tell him to bring his balance sheet with him. Doug, they're going to meet at the front next Starbucks to go through their balance sheets. Is that the one that other people have met and fought at? Uh, I thought that was going to be in Webster. The front yeah. neck one is uh, yeah, it's is more, the White Range Rover headquarters. Starbucks at Webster was a scrapping ground. That was it. And trust me, if you went, you probably wouldn't be the only two there trading spreadsheets with each other. Uh, probably more likely to trade filler, actually. Okay, last question. Uh, would you guys be willing to uh, do a live tournament for uh, the Munganess, ter- Munganess thing? A live tournament? Have yeah. live sponsor it? <laughs> Just to switch it up? No. <laughs> a live, like, uh, a live tournament. I don't know how to explain it. Well, we could do two. We could do two of them, the PGA Tour and the live, but I don't know if they go. They don't go next to each other, do they? Doug, what a treat for the audience if we were to do the Munganas Daily oh. Fantasy Support Show on twice, including Liv, and then have the Larry Nickel WWE recap all mm. in one segment. Mm. <laughs> all right, what? It's all, I'm, I'm out of steam. So okay, that was for a fantastic call. Yes. I did see somebody. <laughs> I did see somebody a pretty good requi- a pretty good um, idea. Um. I think somebody posted something, or Doug and Iggy close, and somebody posted a screenshot of our teams. Doug, would you, do, you describe yourself as close with Iggy? Co-workers. Well, well our teams. How well, close are friends are you? Our, our, we're co-workers. Our teams were close in points going into Sunday. Uh, and somebody did suggest, and I think it's a good idea, that every once in a while, instead of just playing the $5 or $100,000 game, uh, we just play a double-up game. What's the difference? What's a double? Well, if there's, we get into one with like 5,000 people, 2,500 people cash. If we play a $10, $20 double up and we finish halfway, say there's 5,000 people, if we finish in the top 25, we win 20 bucks. We only got to beat half the field. Okay. To, to make but you money. don't get the big primo payout. No, but, oh. you know, we cash. I just do it for the kids, for the no, children. Right. Maybe we try it this week, Jackson. We do a $20 double up. Well, we're heading to Torrey Pines this weekend. Pretty good field again. Rob's going to be there. Justin Thomas playing. Morikawa. Okay, you have a lot of names to pick from. Hadn't helped much so far. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? I don't know. Nice. There you yeah, go. It's yeah. time for the design air heating and cooling email. That's what you're going to do. You don't have the balls to answer whether or not you think Jeff Fisher should come back or not. My wife's father yelled from his bedroom as his newspaper ruffled and his bowels splashed or his chamber pot. Oh. I could tell he was having trouble relaxing, as I could see in his eyes, as he took a sip of his monkey shoulder whiskey in his robe in front of a fire as he read questions from listeners of an AM radio show. 
Normally, I remove the Velcro flap from his diaper and ever so gently take oh. it off his varicose vein-laden ham hock. Ah. But I needed to act quickly, so I ripped it off and used my tongue to warm that little wrinkled spot on okay, his backside. Okay, that's enough. Who was it, Tim? Tunnels 12,000? That piece of soft tissue right where the spot where his privates intersect with his gerbil entrance? Oh. Uh, it says... Think about it, Doug. <laughs> Tunnels 12,000. Uh, uh, no, it comes from a picture that says my first ladyboy sex vacation. There's a picture of him. What appears to be a beautiful lass, but just might have a ween. It's a fellow. And it says E.H. Watson. Like like she wrote the 1920s piece of American literature. That was Tunnels 12,000. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, I had that and he's been suspended. Suspended a period of two days' time. His name right now is going into the suspension logule. And no, it doesn't feel real good, does it? Good morning. Ken Earhart shovels the yard lines in Buffalo. Also, sadly, I will be closing up shop because my business model for 2023 was based on the sales that would have been generated by the golf video. Thanks in advance, Steve, at one card away. Gosh, I feel bad for him. Steve in Ballpark Village. Let me throw him on another video. Gentlemen, I don't get when listeners say the show used to be better in different incarnations. Well, that's been going on ever since the show started. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that. The show has never been good in the present. The show is always better in the past. And in the future, this era will be talked about as if it was a great era, but right now it's talked about. Doug, I've lived through 50 different incarnations. Have you? Uh, I mean, if you swap in Martin for Iggy, you get a master of impressions and one-liners, a roast genius. Everyone's balls will be busted. And you got Iggy, who does one voice, Ned Reynolds, and then says (laughs) he's doing Johnny Johnson's voice. He found out Ken Earhart's concert venue. Eventually, he went to the Big Head Todd show on the on the right night. Eventually, he will write that tell-all book. Eventually. Maybe us people, the listeners, just need to lower expectations for the show. Eventually. Also, thanks for proving daily fantasy golf is luck and not skill. That's Brad in Boca. Oh, sure it is. Brad in Boca. What's up, kids? I'm not going to be much good to you today because I haven't gone to sleep yet after seeing two killer Rick Ingram sets last night. Mm. <laughs> Then finding out how far 12 quarters goes at an East St. Louis strip club. Did anyone else catch DJ Trauma busting out Jaquan's tipsy? I thought for sure Joshua's boy foy was going to be next, or perhaps a smooth Ken Earhart joint. Oh. But I guess DJ Trauma doesn't really know St. Louis music. Nice show prep, ass. Mm. I'll tell you who knows his St. Louis music is that Dave Chappelle. He knew a lot about Chuck Berry that I was not aware of. I guess all that time on the tarmac gave him ample time to do some research on Pornhub. If you Google Chuck Berry's sex tape, you will find that everything Dave described was 100% accurate. Hint, you might find it in the same category as R. Kelly's finest work. Oh. It's a shame Dave's plane was delayed five hours, but better late than never. I hear tell that if he wasn't there by 11.07, they were just going to have him phone in the beginning of his set from the car. There was fear the crowd might riot, but Dave was prepared to invite everyone across the river and buy $3 lap dances for all 20,000 in attendance. Hmm. Congrats to KG and O-Town on officially joining the program. Maybe if you finish editing the Nagel golf video, they'll let you have a key farb. Keep an eye out for the autographed copy of the Maitland Ward book that I'm still waiting on from November. Okay, got to go now. That's from Buck Swope. Buck Swope with a nice little email. He's become a prolific emailer. Yeah, he Didn't used to be. Morning, guys. Thanks for taking my email. Just wanted to express my gratitude in having you guys spend a couple hours of our time this morning methodically piecing together the trail of confusing clues to solve the case of why Chappelle ran late last night. After a full 90 minutes of gathering flight info, weather and patterns, contract details, and a host of other evidence, leave it to old Pepper and Jeannie to crack the case after an anonymous tip came into the hotline stating Chappelle probably ran late because he had to fly to Chicago to get a passport before entering Hooterville airspace. Like a couple of jaded detectives sitting over cold Chinese takeout in a dimly lit office unraveling a series of hieroglyphic-themed letters that some whack job mailed after burying his victim in a Doug sarcophagus? Sarcophagus, yeah. With a gimmicky lock and a limited supply of air, Pepper and Jeannie relentlessly combed over the evidence in support of the leading theory of Chappelle running due to running late due to passport difficulties. Just two gumshoes having an actual conversation in which they gave credence to a throwaway text mocking the difficulty two full-grown men, adults, have had in getting their passports. The petite lesbian and his papa deciphered mm. all the crime papa. scene cool <laughs> clues. 
and expertly determined that Chappelle could not have been late to the show due to passport issues because according to their rather civilian legwork and shockingly basic knowledge of common sense, they could almost definitively guarantee that one doesn't even need a passport to travel from state to state. Bravo, boys. Mm. Sure, we may never solve the case of the missing autographed Chris Santilli book, which somehow lost chain of custody between Iggy receiving it and then losing it. And who knows why this is the only show that can't figure out how to consistently take calls without technological hiccups. But damn it if they didn't do it again in determining that the anonymous tip about Chappelle needing to get a passport was more than likely just a joke and not a real scenario. <laughs> Now that we solved the case, why don't you go ahead and comb through my complete catalog of Facebook comments to find my Jack Wagner interview <laughs> and then post it on the website. It's likely buried somewhere between the photos of me on dinner dates with married listeners' wives and the hostage videos of me broiling street meat for an audience of three stay-at-home sads. Mm, wow. That's from Jaguar, Jaguar, and Jaguar. Street meat. Jaguar, Jaguar, and Jaguar. <laughs> well, that was a good one. Uh, it was better than Buck Swopes. But I'm going to go with Steve in Ballpark Village. I thought it was short, sweet, to the point. I liked it. Steve in Ballpark Village. Well, you had me at three stay-at-home dads. Uh, Jaguar. There it is. I agree with Iggy. Jaguar, Jaguar, and Jaguar has won the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. What a win for Triple J, who now has a two-goal lead with only six emails of the day rebating for the month of January. He's going to see Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah, and he got the Adam Sandler tickets. I wonder if he'll show up on time. Wow. Sandler, uh, San- I saw last night when I was at Enterprise Center, they have a special guest. Yeah. And it's Ashy Larry. I w- I would, it's Rick Ingram doing two sets. I would guess That's it's Rob Schneider. DJ Trauma spinning the ones. I would guess it's That's Rob actually Schneider. on all of his ads, you see, with special guest. You think they don't know exactly who it's going to be, but he'll convince one of his pals to come out and... Be there? Somebody, it's Rob Schneider or somebody. I think I think I've seen Rob Schneider and him have done shows in the last year. It'll be Shooter McGavin, you think? Each guest, special guest, gets him on too. a Maybe plane at four forty-five. <laughs> the first one for the to get seven to St. o'clock Louis show wins in the winter. Uh, time for us to shut it down. Jackson and I are going to head down the hall, the one hundred and one ESPN, and we're going to take responsibility for some of these situations over the weekend. Uh, you can leave a one hundred and one ESPN mic drop on the one hundred and one ESPN app. No Pepper and Genie today, I assume. No, nah, we don't have a porn star in. No. <laughs> and no sponsors. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Riz has a sound story coming up at 1030. You might be able to watch that on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> no, you on. won't. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Uh, for the plow, for Action Jackson, for my brother Kevin, for Kenneth Iggy Strode, for Douglas Sullivan, Vaughn, and Tim McCarthy, this has been Ryan Kelly, morning after, from the Make a Little Ultra Studios.